Hello and welcome to this ISIS Energy podcast. My name's Jake Horsland, I'm the Deputy Editor of ISIS fortnightly publication European Gas Markets, and I'm joined today by Alex Thacker, who's a reporter on the Belgian and French gas markets and the author of this week's Focus publication. Um, Alex, we're going to talk today about changing flow patterns through Belgium. Can you give us a quick outline of some of the key infrastructure developments and issues uh, in recent years? Sure. So um, in recent years, there's been um, a few infrastructure points have started up and uh, another couple have uh, seen their capacity curtailed. And these are the uh, Dunkirk LNG terminal in northern France, uh, the Bergamir storage facility in the Netherlands, um, the giant Groningen gas field also in the Netherlands and uh, the rough storage facility in Britain. Yep. So in the latter two cases, we've seen the uh, working gas volume of rough curtailed quite significantly and production volumes from growing and drop quite sig- significantly as well. Exactly. Um, so, so what have been some of the impacts of these these changes on gas flows through Belgium? Um, so uh, if we start with rough, um, with, uh, with rough being out of action in Britain, um, shippers have been unable to uh, in- inject or withdraw gas from the f- facility uh, at certain times of year. Um, and this has mean this has meant that um, during the summer months we've seen uh, a lot more gas going from Britain to Belgium, and in the winter months we've seen a lot more gas going from Belgium to Britain. And so, why is that? Um, that's because um, with, with 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 rough being offline in the summer, which is typically the storage injection season, um, what and during the during the past or last summer. Um, uh, storage injections weren't possible, so w- with shippers unable to inject gas into storage, they, they instead had to offload it uh, via the, the interconnected pipe, which is Britain's only uh, export point. Um, and that this pipe links um, Britain and to, uh, Britain to Belgium and the continent. Uh, and instead, shippers have been yeah, sent, sending that gas across the continent for injection into storage sites um, on, on mainland Europe. Yeah, and I guess the, the storage capacity is much greater on mainland Europe than it is just on Britain, its own. So I guess that takes us on to the Bergamir issue in the Netherlands. So that's a new storage site that started up a couple of years ago. Uh, what impact has that had? Um, so this has uh, increased the storage capacity in the Netherlands and um, created an additional uh, storage injection demand within the Netherlands. Um, which is kind of simultaneously uh, propped up Dutch TTF prices relative to French and Belgian products. During the summer months, yeah. yeah. And I guess the, the Groningen production issue is also uh, playing into that same trend. Yeah, exactly. I guess this is more of a longer-term factor, though. Um, so over the next, I think it's the next 10 years or so, <coughs> production from Groningen, which is one of the key uh, gas-producing fields in Europe, is due to decline, and again, this is going to... Well, this will most most likely prop up Dutch TTF mm-hmm. prices relative to Belgian and French prices. Yeah, but but it's true that in the last two years, because of this increased summer injection demand for Bergamir and also an increased need for gas to cover this lower production, we've seen Belgium exporting at times to, to the Netherlands. Is that right? Yeah, exactly. So typically, um, Belgium tended to, tends to import gas uh, from the Netherlands. But yeah, as you say, over the last couple of years, um, it's Belgium's been exporting more and more gas to, to the Netherlands, p- particularly in the summer months. Um, I think last year, maybe June, July and September, um, we saw quite a lot of gas going from Belgium to uh, the Netherlands. And I, I think this summer as well, we'll see um, I mean, yeah, uh, large volumes of H gas being going uh, going to the Netherlands. Yeah, stocks are mu- much emptier this year as well, aren't they? Compared to last yeah, year. yeah, exactly. That, that's the <coughs> other key point. So uh, over the last winter, there was a, it was a pretty cold winter, and storage sites across Europe were drained 
um, pretty dramatically. So that's, again, increased injection demand for this summer and, again, the draw on uh, gas going from Belgium into the Netherlands. Okay, so if we turn our attention to France a little bit, this is a bit more of an outlook, um, really, but what's what's going on with the Dunkirk LNG terminal? So the Dunkirk terminal um, started up operations after oh, months and months of delays um, in January of this year. Um, so far, uh, it's receiving, well, it's received a few more cargoes uh, in the past couple of months, um, and this has kind of provided a bit of supply-side supply pressure on French prices. So whilst we've, we've been talking about simultaneously having Dutch TTF prices propped up by the Bergamere demand, we've also seen uh, French Pegnor prices pressured a little bit by the increased LNG arrivals uh, in France. And, yeah, this is this has contributed to this trend of greater flows going from, uh, from, from the west to the east. Okay, and that's something that presumably will, will only build in, in the near term. Uh, you'd have thought so, yeah. So, um, I mean, it depends on the take-up uh, of the terminal and how many LNG cargoes unload. But uh, the last couple of months, we've seen a few cargoes start to arrive um, in Dunkirk. And with the first US LNG cargo arriving at Gates soon, um, and yeah, this much-anticipated wave of US LNG, you'd have thought over the next few years there will be a relatively substantial take-up at the terminal. Okay. So two further questions. Um, what What is it about Belgium... Uh, that makes it so well placed to respond to these these changing in infrastructure developments in Northwest Europe. Yes, so so so, so Belgium has um, two two gas hubs. Um, it has Zeebrugge, which is pence per therm denominated, and also the ZTP, which is uh, denominated in euros. Um, it also has the the interconnector pipeline linking uh, Britain with Belgium, and it's it's. Um, the, the the grid is fully bidirectional um, and it has, has a lot of interconnection points with mm -hmm. neighbouring markets, so it's very centrally located within Europe. Yeah, so I guess the, the sterling-denominated hub and its pipeline with Britain means that it's the key gateway to Britain, and then it's well interconnected with the Netherlands, France, Germany as well. So exactly, it's basically yeah. a crossroads. Yeah, it's, 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 yeah. it's a crossroads within northwestern Europe and a, and a key transit hub, really, for gas flow around the region. Okay. And then finally, as we've seen throughput, particularly from Britain to and from Britain, uh, increase, has we, have we seen any impact on liquidity at the Belgian hubs? Uh, yes, specifically on prompt liquidity. Um, so uh, at Zeebrugge, which is the pence per therm denominated hub, um, liquidity typically has been actually, uh, overall liquidity has been declining over a number of years, but um, prompt liquidity in, in recent months uh, has actually increased. Um, and at the, the smaller euro-denominated ZTP hub, uh, liquidity has been rocketing over the last year or two. And in part, this is down to the greater transit uh, volumes mm -hmm. going through the country. But so just to be clear, the ZTP hub is still relatively small compared to Zabruga, but we are seeing pretty big increases on the prompt. That's correct. Yeah. I mean, it's still uh, yeah, very small compared to Zabruga, but um, yeah, it has been increasing in size pretty dramatically over the last couple of years. Okay, and also you mentioned in your focus that there has been uh, a more recent increase on curve liquidity at the ZTP, and what, what's behind that? Um, so one of the key drivers behind that is that uh, the grid operator for Belgian Fluxus um, signed four new market maker agreements at the start of April, um, and this is uh, th these market maker agreements were specifically designed to encourage um, trading on the curve, so uh, of front month and further dated products. Um, and yeah, th this seems to be having a positive effect so far. Um, we've seen liquidity 
really increase and that there's been a couple of uh, days recently which saw the most liquidity ever recorded on the hub. Yeah, even a few calendar year trades, which are very unusual. For yeah, very unusual. Yeah, yeah there, there, I think one day we had 13 um, uh, Q3 trades as well, which is pretty unprecedented. Yeah, interesting. Okay, thanks a lot, Alex. Um, if you'd like to read more information about Belgium and how flows through Belgium are symptomatic of wider changes in Northwest Europe regarding production and infrastructure projects, then you can read the focus in this week's EGM. And if you'd like more information on ISIS, you can go to www.isis.com. Thanks for listening.